Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi, and you're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. And don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. But you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone in the studio today, which always makes me happy. We're going to be talking about the fact that back in the summer, some of our Mississippi Mass Gardeners. They won second place in an international uh, or got an award at an international conference, which I think is definitely a good thing. And joining us to tell us more about that is Dr. Jeff Wilson. He is the statewide master gardener coordinator with the MSU Extension. And then one of those master gardeners who had a masterfully great idea is John Malinchek. How are you, John? Doing fine. Thank you. And Dr. Wilson, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good to have you all here. Congratulations, because I know it was a team effort, even though, John, I think it was kind of your baby that got, got the award. I know it took a lot to get there. So I'm going to start with you, John. This is all about Dominic's garden, and this is sort of something that sprung up um, in your imagination a while back. So when did you tell us about Dominic's garden? Yeah, um, the idea came to me about uh, early 2017, and uh, I was volunteering at St. Dominic's, and they asked me if I would garden with their kids, their uh, three- and four-year-olds. And uh, I said, sure. So uh, it went on for several years, and here we are, I guess, in 2023. And it's branched out beyond the mustard seed, as I was mentioning to you just a while ago, that now we're gardening more and more at memory care units. Um, It just takes on a whole new uh, vision of, you know, trying to communicate with people and um, as I tell all the other gardeners that do want to volunteer with me, it's more than gardening. It's um, it's always more than gardening. It's becoming very personal. It's more than friendship. You see a person in the, in the latter stages of their lives, and you just want to make a difference. And a difference you obviously made. But going back to St. Dominic's, so I'm assuming that's what they're – they have a child care center there like many hospitals do for um, for employees. Is that where the three- and four-year-olds or the younger children were coming from, or were they patients no, at the hospital? No, these were uh, uh, children of staff. And was the idea just, hey, you know what, then little boogers need something to do. Let's get them busy and in the garden. Or did the person who wanted to start it have bigger ideas for that? Well, the idea I had is, uh, you know, going through Dr. Wilson's program, the Master Gardening Program, I really wanted to share that passion of gardening. And then, you know, uh, as we talked about prior to coming in here this morning, you have to know your audience. So here I have all this information on gardening, all the science behind it. 
and I'm talking to three-year-olds. So, um, Which is most of us 30- and 40-year-olds, too, when it comes to gardening. I, t- I tell you what. Um, but uh, that's how it started, uh, just one by one, just gardening with them, talking to them. And, of course, everybody was rambunctious. They're like wild cattle. And uh, Did you get anything grown? Yes, yes. Uh, we did a lot of flowers uh, that we'd get at the nursery and just plant those versus seeds. And it, uh, at the end of the season, of course, the annuals are going to start to die off. And one time I was talking to this little girl. Her name was Amelia, and she was three years old. And I told all the, uh, the kids, I said, you know, these flowers here don't look good because they're starting to die. And Amelia had her head down. And all the kids are like, they're punching the flowers, all the boys, just rambunctious. And I asked her, I said, Amelia, um, you okay? And she said something. She whispered to me. I couldn't hear her, so I got down on one knee. I said, Amelia, I couldn't hear you, which I can't hear anyway. And she whispered to me, she said, why do they have to die? And I thought about it, and I said, okay, okay, Lord, it's going to be one of those things. You're going to have to talk to me like you talk. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> like, like you talked to Moses, you're going to have to talk to me and tell me what to say. And I told her that God selected her to take care of this mama who just died, her babies. And she said, where are the babies? And we opened up that uh, little mom or something. And there were all the seeds. And I said, these are all the babies. Now I want you to take them home so you and your mom and dad and brother can go ahead and plant these. Now I feel terrible throwing my fern in the trash, Dr. Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) But no, I think that's beautiful. It also goes to show at that young age, they're starting to learn the process and recognize that, you know, that something grows and then, you know, there's time and then it may, but then life can sort of continue. And that is definitely something a gardener understands. So Dr. Wilson, we are throwing around this term master gardener. I feel like most folks probably know maybe what that is, but when someone you come, when you come across someone who may have never heard of the term or what that means, how do you best describe it? Well, this um, it is pretty well known across the state, so a lot of people do know what the Master Gardener program is about. But it is a volunteer leader training program that was um, developed in Oregon in nineteen seventy. Excuse me, in Washington in nineteen seventy two, and it's been in Mississippi since nineteen ninety two. And it is a program where the Extension Service we provide horticulture education to the public, and then in return, they provide volunteer service to us. And that's what helps them to become a master gardener. So what all do you have to go through to get that designation? Because that, that is a distinction I would not hold easily. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to grow things and keep them alive? <laughs> you do not, but that, that's a wonderful question. And, and that's um, the first question we always get when people are interested in it is, is there a prerequisite or what do I have to know in order to become a master gardener? And we say you don't have to know anything. You just have to have a desire to learn and you have to have a willingness to help others. And if you can do those two things, you can become a master gardener. But the process is in, that it involves you take a, a training, which is 40 hours of training, um, which um, is now done online. Traditionally, in the past, it was done in person. So it would take about six weeks of your time to reach those 40 hours. Now we do it in an online format. So you take the um, the online 40 hours, and then once that is over, over the next year, you volunteer 40 hours with a local Master Gardener group, like John works with um, Hines County and Master 
Madison County Master Gardeners. And so you volunteer with your local Master Gardener group on the different projects that they work on, and that's how you get your time in to become a Master Gardener. And then once you get that designation, uh, what does that sort of, other than it's really cool to have and it opens you up to a like-minded uh, community, which I'm sure um, is part of the, the beauty of it, but do you get special, I don't know, plants or bulbs? or <laughs> Is there something that else comes with it? Well, um not really, um, other than you get the knowledge um, yeah. that you've gained and then the joy of working with other gardeners. And that's the two primary reasons people um, take the course is they want to learn and they want to help others. So really the, the joy comes from giving back to others and, and doing your volunteer service. That's that's the real reward of the whole process. Do you find that many of the master gardeners are in their retired phase of life, or do you have those that are in all stages of life? So um, we've been in Mississippi. This is our 32nd year with the program. And until two years ago, it was traditionally almost always retired people. One, because of the time commitment to take the class. I mean, it was always offered during the daytime hours, and it's 40 hours. So traditionally, it was retired people who were master gardeners. Now that we have moved to an online format, we are seeing younger people taking the course. And we are seeing a lot more people who still work full-time. Um, so in the last two years, um, about 30% of the people who have completed our online training are, are under age 50, and all of those under age 50, are uh, almost all of those are working full-time. So we're seeing a shift in what is a master gardener, who is a master gardener. It's exciting. We're, well, it is exciting, yes. Um, not to knock the traditional group that we had of mostly retired people, but it's it's wonderful to see younger people getting involved and people that are now working full-time get involved also. Is it um, cut flowers or flowers as well as produce? Is it both or that you in the master gardener, um, I guess, education, or is it leans more one to the other? It's all of horticulture. Ah. So they, they learn about botany. They learn about soils. Um, honeybee care, fruits, vegetables, nuts, ornamentals. It's a wide variety. So it, it, we try to cover an introduction, an introduction to all of horticulture. Wow. Now I can see where that would be. I mean, you you know, and that's why I'm glad I asked that because some may think, oh, it's just try to help me better grow this or that. But no, it feels like you're getting a more 30,000 foot view of like how it all sort of fits together and then having that knowledge. It, it is exciting to see younger people get into that because I think it's more think about their own homes and backyards as being little ecosystems. You know, I didn't get tomatoes because I didn't have bees. That's what a, a master gardener told me. So I'm... <laughs> I am I am learning myself, although uh, I don't see myself taking being one that could pass that exam. But, John, you did. You are a master gardener, and you are paying it forward in the community. I know that there at St. Dominic's is not the only place you've had Dominic's Gardens, so we're going to get to that and more coming up next. Have a ball learning how to do the water. afternoon just a little brighter it's good things with rebecca turner on super talk mississippi 
Good things. Don't forget, you can find us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Don't forget, too, Super Talk Mississippi News Team is covering your Mississippi stories. You can stay up to date and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can do all of that over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. We're continuing our conversation with some of Mississippi's master gardener, one being the coordinator, Dr. Jeff Wilson. And we got John Malinchek. Am I saying your last name right, John? Yes. I did it right. I'm so proud. You are the creator of Dominic's a Garden. Now, it did re receive um, a second place award at an international conference so before you know we dive more into that let's toot your own horn where did that happen how did that come about um i took the advanced master gardening program here in mississippi under dr wilson it's this program and um my my project that i was going to do a powerpoint presentation and dr wilson said no you're not he said uh, you need to do a publication and I said, okay, I think I can do that. And he said, no, how do you garden with those with disabilities? Not just that you garden with them, but how do you size up your audience to convey that message to them? So it was very difficult for me to to write that. And uh, I told Dr. Wilson, you know, I, I have a couple of master's pro, uh, degrees in geology and uh, I said, this is the hardest thing I've ever written in my life. He said, you're dealing with human beings uh, with possibly intellectual disabilities. And uh, so finally, uh, my wife said, you know, this other lady master gardener said, you need to submit this thing to Dr. Wilson final and just because you're driving us crazy. (laughs) So uh, the funniest thing about it, I mean, to me, it was torture. But the more I got into it, uh, I understood how academia wants a report. It's not like, okay, this is a story by John Malinchek, etc. said, no, it needs to be this way. It needs to be structured like this, you know, no emotions this way or that way. Uh, I turned it in, and we had several uh, emails back and forth, Doc and I. And uh, the funniest thing about the whole thing was he wrote back one time. He said, quit editing my edits. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you, John. <laughs> so I, I kept changing stuff that he would send me. And then from that, uh, I was encouraged to uh, submit for an award at the International Master Gardener Conference. And I said, no, I, I don't want to do that because, you know, you're going up against the best of the best, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a, a program, all the stuff that had to go to Virginia Tech, then they sent it out to agents and uh, horticultural professors across the country. And you had to make a certain grade out of 100 to even be considered for first, second, or third place. And uh, I remember they said that we'll tell you uh, on February 21st, so on February 21st, I was working at a wine store, and I kept checking my emails. You know, customers standing at the table waiting to be checked out, and I'm checking my email. And finally, at 3 o'clock, I got this email from the lady at Virginia Tech. I said, congratulations. And I'm trying to say, okay, what does that mean? I wouldn't even read the next sentence. And it said, uh, you want second place? I said, no. This my, <laughs> you have me confused with somebody else, I'm sure. But um, that was uh, 
torture too working with Dr. Wilson because he had so many edits. There's going to be so many people lined up to work with you, Dr. Wilson. Yes, and not only um, he had other. Uh, first of all, he had other advanced master gardeners that he had to review their papers, mm-hmm. or oh, so he was very busy. And um, it was a two-page application. The first page: what's your name? What's your address? So I pulled out my license to make sure I had it spelled right. And the second page, I had probably eight questions. It took me eighty hours to write it to, to do eight questions. Mm-hmm. It was, you really put some thought into it. Uh, yeah, because they were asking questions like, did you submit uh, an evaluation form? Did the, the people that you garden with, did they read these questions? I said, they don't even, some of them don't know they're here, let alone read something. And the children, uh, say at the Little Lighthouse, we just toured that today. But um, I, my answer was no. And I'm thinking this could be 20 points out of 100. So how do you answer this? Um, it obviously means a lot to you, John, to, to even have made it that far and be recognized. But, Dr. Wilson, you've probably seen a lot of projects. Obviously, with Master Gardeners, that's part of the, you know, the distinction is you go back out into your community, you have these projects. What was it about John's when you saw or knew about Dominic's garden that you said, that's a little bit different, that's just, you know, just a little bit set apart from maybe other projects. You should go for this. Right, and so there are... Um Wonderful master gardeners all over the state, and there are fantastic projects all over the state. Um, working with youth, um, working with young children, working with elderly, just a wide variety of <clears throat> groups and a wide variety of topics. So there's fantastic projects all over the state. Um, I have to brag on John just a little bit. He, he's a rock star in the Mississippi master gardener world. He won't tell you that, but I mean, every year he's one of the top one or two for most hours volunteered during the year. And we're not the only place that he volunteers with, but so he, um, he does a fantastic job, but his willingness and desire and calling to work with special needs, um, clientele is, is different from what anybody else in, in our program was doing. And so it, it stood out just easily because of the, the people group that he's willing to work with because not everyone is willing to work with people with some type of special need. And um, and then I saw the work that he was doing. I got to go visit some of the, the facilities he was working at and, and seeing the smile on people's face and the difference he was making. And it wasn't the traditional difference that we look for in extension um, where they fill out an evaluation and we can we can find out, you know, um, what difference we made. It's it's a visible difference. It's a physical difference that we're able to see through the work that he does. And so when he came to me um, with with the thought of submitting it for an application, it, it was an easy decision. When you were pushing John to to, re, to revise or edit his application to talk more about, the, I guess, the process, what were you kind of looking for from him? Was it more emotion from him? But then I'm hearing that it was more of like a structured journal, so maybe it was less emotion. What, where where were you pushing or, or challenging him in his writing skills? Or is it all of the above? It was all of the above. But we did have um, a lot of fun. We, we edited back and forth. And, and like he said, I would he send it. didn't sound like it was fun. I would I would send edits and and he would ignore my edits and so we um we had to get on the same page, but it was really it was more about for this particular application process it was about taking the emotion out of it, um it, it, so that was difficult to do because it's such an emotional issue especially for John who's involved with it so heavily, 
But as we wrote everything, we had to take the emotion out of it and the personalization out of it as much as we could for this application process. So that was really difficult. And it seems sort of impossible. But what I love about it, John, though, is even without that bias, any what sounds like anyone who read that application could see the good work that was being done and probably needed to be done more in more places, which is why it's gotten its opportunity to sort of spread. When people do think of maybe gardening with those that are differently abled, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Master Gardener comes with botany and all these sciences and just can be really complicated. But then the day it's super simple that even the simplest of minds can understand gardening do you find that with when you work with them that it gets back just to the beauty of care for something and it will grow with the right in the right environment i, I do um again i've had so many courses in uh home horticulture from under dr wilson and and msu extension and i have this passion uh, it's i just tell people do you know how cool this is and then you're working with someone, say, dementia or uh, a four-year-old with Down syndrome. And I say, I want to let you share this passion with me. And that's the key, regardless of how much I know and how much they don't know. It's up to me to find some medium that I can convey this information, and that medium is passion. If I don't have that passion, they'll see through me. It'll become boring. It's no longer, I mean, it's totally, you know, uh, it's like this guy's talking from Mars or something. I don't understand what he's even trying to say. But if you say it with passion and it comes out of your heart, they'll receive it in their heart. Does it matter the age, stage, intellectual ability or not of life? Do the reaction of when someone comes back and recognizes that what they planted has blossomed, is it kind of universal and excitement? Yes, the excitement's there. Again, you're like the three-year-old Amelia. Uh, she saw that there's life. Even in this dead flower, there's still life there. And that's what we want to convey. That's what I want to convey. That we all going to go through this, and uh, I find it somewhat rewarding. And people say, "Oh, you get all these rewards back." And I think Saint Ignatius said it best: the only reward you want is knowing that you're doing God's will. And people say, "Why do you do it?" And I said, "I have no idea why I'm doing this." Well, we're going to do this one more time. Stick with us. We got more with John and Dr. Wilson coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone knows all about my direction. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. We're continuing our conversation with Master Gardener Dr. Wilson and also John Malinjek. And they won, or I guess you won, John, and uh, won second place. At your in, it's the International Master Gardener Conference. Is that kind of back in June for your work? Um, but both of you have sort of dedicated, well, Dr. Wilson, your whole career to gardening and then John your I guess retired phase of life has all been dedicated to being a master gardener so I'm curious we'll start with you John what what inspired you to be a master gardener I've always liked gardening but uh, even when I was a little kid I didn't know what to study and so I was jumping back and forth in the master gardening program uh, it was a very structured program in other words if you follow step one you'll go to step two but um I think I was mowing my wife's plants. Not the yard. You were mowing them flat down. I was mowing them flat down. Uh, If they didn't flower, I thought they were just some kind of a big, thick grass, big leaf grass. And uh, it came up. uh, She saw the advertisement for the Master Gardening Program to be held here in central Mississippi. And she said, you really need to take this program. And sort of figure, stop killing my plants. Now, does she appreciate your gardening knowledge now? Uh, she appreciates that. Well, she doesn't grow her flowers anymore. So, but uh, she's not a gardener. She's she likes to uh, do a lot of mosaics, but uh, I'm the gardener. That's okay. And you prov- you you have a lot of produce, too, that I'm sure she appreciates um, enjoying throughout well, the year. Yeah, one summer I gained 16 pounds eating, <laughs> um, what was it, uh, zucchini bread. Oh, okay. I was like, what were you growing? They gave us thinking maybe BLTs or whatever yeah. else. Zucchini bread will definitely do that yeah. uh, for you. So, Dr. Wilson, you obviously got the bug earlier in life and stuck, stuck with it on a professional track. So mm-hmm. where was where was your niche? Where did you find your love of gardening? I, um, I always enjoyed working in the yard growing up, and um, I love to mow the grass. That that sounds unusual, but I, I love mowing grass as a young young kid, and at age 10, um, a neighbor asked me to mow their yard, and I remember they paid me $3, and the light bulb went off, and I started mowing yards that summer. Um, I had a lawn care business through high school and a little bit in college, and so I've been working in horticulture for over 40 years now. What I think, too, is an important part of this conversation is I, I recognize, John, this is sort of your retired phase, which also is important, meaning you do not have to give up on something you enjoy. You can find a new hobby long after your professional, you know, you sort of close that professional um, chapter. But, Dr. Wilson, I think more young people need to recognize that there is career paths, you know, in like gardening and, and this. You don't necessarily have to be the, the big farmer that we sort of think about. So, like, how do you describe the difference between farming agriculture and then like gardening science or or gardening if that makes sense yeah so i guess that's the difference in traditional agriculture versus horticulture or gardening um and um there are there are a lot of similarities as in plants grow the same whether it's an agronomic crop or horticulture crop and they all have to deal with good quality soils which we do have here in mississippi but then there are some extreme differences. Growing corn, cotton, soybeans is a completely different world than growing all of the vegetables that you would grow in your, your backyard. 
And John, you were talking about interested too in like diseases. So from even a science uh, in terms of plants. So there at Mississippi State, I know you were in the Master Gardeners program with the extension. But just thinking about all the cool things, you know, younger people that may have an interest in agriculture on some level or being a horticulturist. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can dive in and go deeper with education. Yes, absolutely. And even within our system, there's a junior Master Gardener program that is for um, youth that are 4-H age, um, age 8 to 18. So they can, there's a lot of gardening programs out there for people under the age of 18. And then once they turn 18, they can join the traditional Master Gardener program. And then, of course, at MSU, um, there's a horticulture program that you can major in there and other um, agronomic programs that you could major in there as well. So there's a lot of different opportunities um, starting at a very young age. John, I know this is like your second lease on life. If you could go back and do it all again, would you have been a a professional horticulturist, that's such a hard word to say. Would you have done it all different, or would you have just stuck your same route and used this as your retirement enjoyment? I would have been a priest. Well, I did not see that coming. <laughs> me either. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And that would have been a still, gardening would be and still is a great medium for you to share oh, the yeah. gospel. For right. sure. Absolutely. Okay, if there's someone listening, John, that says, you know, I love um, this idea of bringing their love of gardening to those populations that may not get it often, whether it's children, those living with uh, um, different abilities, or even the elderly that may be going through uh, dementia or such. Can, is there a way, are you trying to replicate Dominic's garden for others, or, or is there a way to help peop- the next phase of Dominic gardeners out there? Because you can't do them all. I try. Well, you're you're one man, and you know from what I hear, you got to pick weeds often. So, well, no, not really. Uh, but uh, yes, if you have a even your neighbor, if your neighbor is an elderly person, you know, reach out, garden with them a little bit. Um, if you have a facility near you that you know have people with individuals with uh, special needs, you know, go over there. And talk to the director. By all means, talk to the director first. Don't mm-hmm. just show up and start gardening. That you, would be weird. You, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, it. I want to say it takes somewhat. It takes courage mm-hmm. on your part to go in there and say, "This is what I want to do." And sometimes you have no reason, no idea why you're doing this. You're just there, and all of a sudden you find out that. Uh, This is what God put you here for. And I know this sounds silly, but for those that, I mean, I'm thinking of all the roadblocks. Like if I got a little twinge listening to you, John, and thought, man, I'd love to go and volunteer at my local nursing home where my mom is or where my grandmother is or just connect that way. I, what do I, how do I do? Do I do a raised bed? Am I tilling up the background? Am I just getting a bunch of containers? Like, what would be the easiest way for someone to say when, because when they go, they're going to be like, well, you're going to need a plan, ma'am, before you come and just start planting things around. So, I mean, how would be that first easiest step? Well, that's just it. You have to have a plan when you go in there. And I went into uh, St. Catherine's Village Memory Care Unit with the executive director of St. Uh, Catherine's Village. And, uh, I had a plan. I had a PowerPoint presentation talked about from A to Z. This is what I would like to do. Now, you know your patients. I don't. So help me with this plan. Fill in the gaps or take certain things out. 
uh, find out that, say, with uh, memory care, um, container gardening is probably the best way. You know, a raised bed, if they're ambulatory, can walk out the door to the table. They can hold on to the table. Now, a lot of them are in wheelchairs, so you bring the garden to them. When I say bring the garden to them, I'm talking about a four- or six-inch pot filled with potting soil, and you hand them a couple of seeds, uh, large seeds, we'll say uh, pole beans, and they plant them, and they're just happy as can be. They, uh, they still have a purpose in life. And they have a reason to get up and check on their Yes, and, and that's their babies. I said, no, you're going to take care of these. And they do. They do. And it's the small things that really do matter. You never know how far that can go or just the simple act of being giving someone the hope that you plant something, you take care of it, and the new life can, can blossom. It's so. so much more than gardening. It is so much more than gardening. And this conversation has been so much more than just talking about gardening. But still, congratulations on your award. You. It's very well. And Dr. Wilson for recognizing it, right? We've got Jared on the text line that says, is that Master Gardener, Mr. Wilson from Dennis the Menace? Does that mean anything to, to you? That does not, but that's interesting. <laughs> okay, no. Then Was there a Master Gardener on Dennis the Menace? Say Mr. Wilson. Ron is saying no. He is our movie. Uh, movie. There was a Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. But. Okay. Not, he wasn't a master. But that would have been a great sort of connection had that that been. If somebody is more interested about the Master Gardener program, the junior, the original, or even looking to the advanced, how do they learn more about that? The easiest thing is to go to MSU's extension website, which is extension.msstate.edu. And you can type in 4-H Junior Master Gardener to look at that program, or you can just type in Master Gardener, and it will take you to the Master Gardener page. And you can read all about the program, and you can read about the the different programs around the state. We have about 55 counties that have a group um, within the state, and so you can read all about it there, or they can contact me as well. And they can also contact their local MSU Extension office. And, John, is there anywhere we can keep up with what you're doing, or you just want to encourage people to get involved with their Master Gardener program? Oh, I definitely want to encourage people to take the program. And uh, also the Master Gardeners out there in in your counties, please get involved with those who need you. Yeah, they need you. We need gardening. We need flowers. They make us happy. That's right. And they feed us. Um, this has been a pleasure. Thank you both for taking the time to be here today. But you guys stick with us. we got a little bit more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I like digging holes and high. 
You can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Don't forget, tomorrow is Friday, which means you got high school football. It is back, and Super Talk Mississippi is going to have you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. You can stream a ton of games, get up to the minute scores from across the entire state just by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. Or if you have our app, open that up. You'll find the sports tab. Click it, and there you go. And then tomorrow night, too, after uh, Sports Talk, you've got the scoreboard preview show at 6 p.m. That's every Friday night. And then you've got the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. coming up also tomorrow night. That's Friday night. And you can get both anywhere you listen or watch uh, Super Talk Mississippi. And I think you got a few more days. Do we know how many more days for the Guns N' Roses? Or are we done? Or you know what? You just go to supertalk.fm slash GNR. Fairly certain you can't put your name in a box anymore. Nope. So we've wrapped that up. Yes. All right. So if you have gone and put your name in a registration box near you, then just be on the lookout because we will figure out a winner for that because that is coming up at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi on the 20th, which is, man, the 20th is what? Like Less next than a weekend? week away. It's Wednesday. It's next Wednesday. Week. That's nuts that it just didn't it just start. Didn't September just start like last week? That's what it feels like. Um, anyway, all right. So you can still go to supertalk.fm slash GNR. I'm sure they have all the updates there for you if uh, if you are concerned about that. Okay, so it's not a what in a Dr. Wilson on Dennis the Menace. It was a Mr. Wilson. Correct. He had a flowers per Jared that bloomed once every 40 years. So obviously he was a master gardener. He may not have had the distinction through the education, but he had a hobby of gardening. He hosted the big fancy garden gala. So that is I am now remembering parts in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't um, I haven't thought about that movie in a really long Christopher Lloyd playing the the hobo bad guy. The first thing I was thinking of was um, the rat Peter Rabbit and Mr. McGregor. (laughs) You didn't think of Mr. Wilson from Home Improvement? I didn't think of Mr. No, but that's that is obviously another, I guess, would you call him that a famous gardener? But he had the Oh, he had all kinds of hobbies. He had all kinds of of hobbies. Are there other famous I feel like gardeners, they need their time. Like, you know how chefs got a really good PR system and then or a PR team and then became like the, the new sexy thing to be was a was a hot chef or whatever it may be. And so it feel you know, you have the Food Network now and all that. Well, you can't have any of them without gardeners. So what you're saying is we need to find somebody with a bad temperament that's really good at gardening to yell at people while they're trying to learn how to garden. A la Gordon Ramsay. I would cry. It doesn't have the same turnover as, I guess, you make a meal. I can't imagine, you know, it becoming a, a heat, whatever. But I... You put the bulb in upside down. <laughs> that would be me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but there's nicer chefs out there, too, that have made a living. We can have nicer oh, yeah. gardeners um, as well. I do think that, you know, there is more of a science to it. Dr. Wilson was saying you either have that, you either have that thumb or you don't. You can obviously love and learn and improve upon your green thumb, but there are some people who just speak plant, plant knees, plant knees more than, more than others do, who can just look and go, you're thirsty, or just look and say, no, you're not, or just recognize where to put you on the porch. Because remember my two ferns, they get the same loving. 
but one fried, <laughs> the other didn't. So um, I think it's it is cool too to see things. Did you ever have a garden growing up? Not really. No, that wasn't. Your- I mean, when when mom finally got her pool. She tried to do a little bit of gardening around the pool with some frou-frou, fancy-looking plants. And by the second or third summer, we had watermelons that were not planted growing in one corner. And in the other corner, these crazy, tall, cornstalk-looking things that didn't produce corn. They just made these ugly-looking flowers. Those things grew like there was no tomorrow. And the watermelons loved it. But everything else was like, ah, well... We'll do without the chlorine water. This isn't great for us. Oh, no. Yeah, they'll tell you you need good fresh rainwater, or if you're going to use tap water, leave it sitting out for a little while to aerate before you use it. But it's not like mom was watering it with pool water. It's yeah. just you got three boys and all the friends and everybody coming over and it's jumping splashing in the pool, splashing, and splashing, and yeah. It's like almost like you have to tell the, I'm so sorry, plants, that you, that you this is where you chose to live and grow. I apologize for that, but this is not going to. This isn't going anywhere, so you might as well find somewhere else to seed and germinate and do all the things. But somehow the watermelons didn't mind. I love the idea, though, of a junior gardener, master gardener. I think that sets you up for for good things later later in life. Good stuff today. All right, stick with us, though. you got more coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.